Traditional banking, not fit for purpose. What would you mean with a view that traditional banking is not fit for purpose? Yes, first of all, it's very important to uh, clarify that we're not here to compete with banks. We're here to partner with banks with a view of creating an ecosystem that is fit for purpose for today's digital businesses. And we believe that the uh, digital e-commerce market is wide enough and big enough for there to be business uh, for all payment and banking providers. But if I have to be uh, more specific on uh, traditional banks not entirely being fit for purpose. I guess there are a couple of things or three things that we, we, we have in mind in particular and we at OpenPay are trying to solve for. So first of all, we know that incumbent banks have been under uh, very severe pressure from a regulatory and conduct standpoint in the last, I'd say, 10 years. And that has led to uh, an increased um, de-risking on their side, which in turn has led into uh, entire uh, industries being completely um, underserved uh, by, by those traditional banks. Um, and without going into the merits of, of, of whether these decisions are the, the right or the wrong decisions, uh, the reality for uh, many businesses today is and some industries is that they cannot have access to traditional banking. And if I have to give a few examples, I guess I would uh, typically start with financial institutions. And for open paid financial institutions are a, a, a category or an industry that we're very heavily involved with because we understand very well the pain points of financial institutions. We ourselves, being a financial institution, as heavily regulated as we are because we have two e-money licenses in the UK, another one in Europe, and then um, uh, 44 states in the US, we understand very well that despite those, it is very difficult to get access to quality banking. And this is why we are fully committed to uh, uh, to, to, to provide uh, a service uh, to, to financial those financial institutions or those upcoming financial institutions that are ultimately liberalizing the market and, and providing a, a better consumer experience and a better service to, to, to customers. If I could stop you there just for a moment and, and focus in on that. These new financial institutions you mentioned, the challenger banks everybody talks about, the, the tech companies that are looking to create payment mm-hmm. solutions, this is also described occasionally as these people skimming the cream off the top. Are we going past that deeper into the cup with the solutions that, that you're trying to offer? Because that doesn't necessarily solve or answer or address some of the problems that you were describing there for businesses and for non-bank financial institutions. Absolutely. I think uh, that is uh, spot on and you're absolutely right. We need to really look uh, one step further into what issues are um, customers experiencing today and what issues are businesses having today. Because other than some industries not being particularly well served by traditional banks, there are a number of other issues that digital businesses are facing today particularly, I guess, around the uh, or driven by the slow pace of digital transformation of traditional banks. Because we know very well that today everything is instant. Money has 
to move uh, instantly, whereas um, I guess incumbent banks are have been rather slow in, in adapting to that, and the pace of money movement is not really up to speed to the needs of those digital businesses. So I guess what we at OpenPaid are aiming to provide is a uh, service, banking as a service or a platform that provides payments or can cater for payments and banking services for the businesses of today, for those businesses that need to move money quickly, that need to move money cross-border and do that on, on, on a global scale. And we would like to do that through superior technology so that whether a business wants to provide a service in Germany or in Germany, in the UK and maybe in Brazil, they do not necessarily have to deal with three different counterparties, three different technical integrations, which we know costs time and money. Instead, they would come to OpenPaid and plug into us and get access to all of those banking and payment services that they they can potentially require and do that on a cross-border scale. Well, the, the, the point of it all is this. Banking is actually a commodity service and it's also heavily regulated, which means it, it can be an expensive commodity service. Anything that makes it more efficient, anything that makes it cheaper, is going to make sense. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, this is why uh, I, I suggested that we're not really there to compete with banks. We want to partner with banks because we know very well how difficult it is to get access to uh, the banking level of, of service and especially do that on a cross-border level. So I guess the uh, value-added service that we provide or create for our customers is that access to an ecosystem, an ecosystem across many jurisdictions to a variety of banking payments and technology services so that a customer can get maximum benefit for the best price and in the shortest space of time when it comes to a technical integration. Because again, uh, let me remind you that banking is not really a service as on, on, on its own, as in a standalone service. In order to receive payments and make payments, you also have to have the ability of automatically onboarding a client, verifying the identity of that client, monitoring the transactions, and all of that requires access to the right partners in the right parts of the world and the right technology. And this is really the ecosystem that we at OpenPaid are providing to our business customers. It also requires the ability to interface with lots of different regulators. That is uh, indeed the case. That is indeed the case. And uh, I guess our platform and our service takes that burden off from our clients and enables our clients to focus on their business, focus on what they're good at, whilst we actually take away the uh, the care of managing those regulatory conversations and uh, ensuring that they have access to the right payments and banking services wherever they want to take their business next. Do you see that regulatory framework getting easier, getting harder? Do you see it keeping pace with the technological developments that you're talking about. So I think the uh, the trend that we've seen in the last 10 years is definitely towards increasing the uh, regulatory one would one would say burden or others would would simply say regulatory compliance. So uh, I guess regulation will definitely not get any easier. I think everyone would, would, would agree on, on that. However, I think we also need to look 
look at the benefit that that regulation drives for the consumer because regulation is there to ensure that the type of product and service that companies like ourselves and like other financial institutions, the challenger banks that you refer to, even the traditional banks that we all have trust in, is actually up to the standard and the expectation of the customer. So we are, I guess, from, from an open paid perspective, by all means supporting that regulatory drive because it helps actually bring the market to a, a next better better level of customer service and making sure that the customer is really at the center of everything that we do. In so far as keeping pace with technology uh, is, is concerned, I think it is very important to, to, to understand regulation in the sense of not just the, uh, the letter of the law, but also the spirit of the law. And if we look at and, and, and interpret regulation uh, through the uh, the spirit behind it, which is the protection of the consumer and the promotion of competition, I'm fully confident that regulation is at pace with the technological developments and will always be. So it is really down to each individual business and, 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 and the leaders in each industry to, to, to ensure that it is interpreted in the right way. Now, some would, would probably also argue that there are emerging industries, emerging initiatives, around blockchain payments and, and we all know about uh, the, uh, the Libra initiative and that maybe regulation is, is, is behind. Technically, that may very well be the case in terms of, 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 of written regulation. However, if we look at those products or services or those emerging uh, technologies through the lens of is this in the best interest of the market and is this in the best interest of, of the consumer, I'm sure that we will have a, a fair, fair market and a fair service. You hope? I, I hope. You mentioned the, the Libra project. can't help but talk a little bit about currencies, therefore. The system that you offer, the, the concepts that, that, that you market, how would they be affected by a proliferation of, of currencies? Can you, can you cope with cryptocurrencies alongside <laughs> existing national currencies sure so i think the uh the starting point is obviously the fact that uh well i guess there are two starting points uh one is that uh whatever we may feel about cryptocurrency and whatever we may think about its uh value or its future and, and its development, it is it is here to stay in one form or, or another. And I'm not necessarily saying that it will remain in its current shape or form. The second starting point is that obviously cryptocurrency is not it's not legal tender. So I think when we put these two together, it is very important for businesses, especially businesses like ours, to uh, first of all serve the needs of the customers now as they are today. And, and that covers, I guess, access to the various payment schemes as they exist today. I'm talking SEPA, SWIFT, faster payments, and the currencies, the main, the main trading currencies, making sure that those businesses have uh, the right level of service in order to be able to receive, convert, and send payments to their clients, their customers, and their employees. So this is really our primary focus. 
That being said, we're not ignoring and we cannot ignore the, the developments of the market and the fact that certain clients want to uh, diversify their uh, payment options and their payment portfolios. And this is why through our platform, customers can also have access to a uh, variety of crypto exchanges if this is something that they wanted to test. It is important to understand that uh, there is a big market that is underserved today. All of the digital uh, uh, trading, digital businesses that want to trade cross-border that are being underserved by traditional banks. And OpenPaid is a platform that is there to, to fill that gap. Equally, we are fully capable of servicing all of these new emerging needs around cryptocurrencies in whatever shape or form they they appear. And I guess for um, companies that are specifically operating within within the uh, the crypto market, we have tailored solutions and are partnering with those that uh, have a uh, good framework and a good understanding of that market uh, in, 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 in the jurisdictions where we know that we, from a regulatory perspective, feel comfortable that they can they can operate. You talk about OpenPaid being geared to servicing the needs of today. Where do you expect to be in five years' time? We are growing together with our customers, and uh, this is really the uh, the beauty of um, the the and the power of the ecosystem. So I have no doubt that in uh, the next few years the needs of our customers will be growing and we are already today working towards developing um, additional products and services around the current portfolio in order to enable them to grow as, uh, as, as we expect them to.